You're listening to Radio Boston. I'm Tiziana Deering. Governor Maura Healey will give her first State of the Commonwealth address tonight. Stakes are high. States facing a billion-dollar shortfall thanks to dwindling revenue, and some of her biggest to-dos remain, like spurring more housing production across the state. Now, Radio Boston will bring you live coverage of the speech tonight on WBUR starting at 6.45 p.m. So the question is, what should we all be listening for? Well, here to help us talk about that, Ed Lyons, Massachusetts Republican activist and political writer, and Gary Daffin, executive director of the Multicultural AIDS Coalition and co-chair of the Massachusetts LGBTQ Political Caucus. Gary, welcome back. Nice to be here. And Ed, welcome back to you. Good to be back. All right. So we know there's a range of things the governor's likely to talk about. A spokesperson for the governor's office has said to expect to hear things like housing, education. You know, the governor yesterday announced uh, a big initiative on early education and care. Ed, what are you most listening for tonight? Well, I'm listening to hear if she has any new ideas about housing or the migrant problem, which she just announced has become a $2 billion problem. Uh, uh, the, the shelter costs are going to devour the entire millionaire's tax revenue. And it puts a lot of pressure on a budget that is already under pressure. Um, same thing with housing. Paying for more affordable housing is not easy. So I'm, I'm interested in those two areas. Does she have any new ideas? So just to keep in context for people, uh, the governor has said we'll need an additional $250 million for the emergency shelter uh, system in the state uh, in the current fiscal year and anticipates nearly a billion dollars in the coming year, $915 million in expenditures there. Currently, we've got just over 400 families on the wait list in the state for the emergency shelter system. Just some context there. Gary Daffin, what are you most listening for tonight? I think she will probably talk about um, the things that she uh, highlighted when she was running for governor. And I think she will be saying this is this is the progress I've made on each of these issues. Um, there are some that are big that I think are longer term and shorter term. Uh, there are some that I think that resonate with people more than 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 others. Um, she will want to have a big picture. Um, this is what my governorship is about. But I think most people are going to be listening for the the details of specific issues, the big ones in the in the um, that are that are in the news that are on people's minds, you know, housing, the migration issue, um, the MBTA, which seems to never be an issue that goes away. Um, and one of the things I will be listening for is how she talks about equity, which was something I remember in her inaugural speech that I I, I noted and thought, well, how is she going to address that? So um, I think there are ways that she has addressed it, and, and I'll be listening for that. So let's start with looking back, right? Uh, it is one year, a little more than one year, into the governor's uh, tenure. Last year, we didn't cover a State of the Commonwealth address because we covered an inauguration here right. on WBUR. This is the first State of the Commonwealth address. Um, and let's talk about sort of where the governor will likely take a deserved victory lap uh, and where the governor maybe fell short on something uh, uh, she promised to do. Uh, Ed, one of each, a deserved victory lap and a place the governor maybe fell short. Uh, I think a deserved victory lap would be on um, child care. There was more money being given to take care of uh, poor children in daycare facilities. Uh, also on community college, I think that uh, having free community college broadly available for adults over a certain age is a victory. Uh, Fallen short, uh, I would say housing. I think that uh, um, the progress has been slow. The towns have put up a fight. 
I think uh, she's going to have to become more innovative than she has been in terms of making it happen. So and a, a couple pieces of context there. Yesterday when the governor announced the new pre-K, it's called Gateway to Pre-K Agenda. That's a proposed additional nearly $600 million in spending in the next budget. Three big areas there, low or no-cost preschool for all of 26 gateway cities, um, a fund to expand child care subsidies for people who earn up to 85% of the state's median income, and a huge chunk, $475 million, to maintain uh, a set of grants that were originally funded through COVID-19 uh, pandemic funding. So I'll turn to you now. Uh, Gary Daffin, you were with us for our coverage for uh, the inauguration. Same question, a place where the governor deserves to take a victory lap and a place where the governor fell short. Well, I would say actually housing is a place where she deserves to take a victory lap uh, to the extent that she has um, begun to tackle that issue. Um, I think the the bill that she's proposing, uh, the $4 billion, is uh, there are some good things in that bill. Um, I think there are uh, the beginnings of, 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 of some forward progress. It's an enormous challenge. We can't expect it to have actually you know, solved that problem, obviously, in a year or in, it's going to be a long time. Uh, but I think that there are, you know, there, there are ways in which she's looking at the challenge of local governments uh, um, allowing that zoning to be changed. I remember we, when we listened to her speech, I thought like, oh, wow, she's going she's gonna to tackle the, the third rail of, 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 of local government, which is zoning. And and that's something that she's going to have to be bolder about because um, we know that that is that is a place where despite even in the more liberal progressive communities, cities and towns, uh, people are hesitant. And the Boston, Glo- the Boston Foundation had a report out earlier this year that looked at the past hundred years of zoning. And um, we, the, the report's called Exclusionary by Design. And uh, there, you know, that, it also touches her issue of equity in that the reason that we have some of these zoning laws that people have been trying to keep folks out, whether it's veterans, people of color, people with children, um, and that's a, you know, a much bigger issue to tackle. But I think she's, you know, she started that um, on the, in terms of things that need that are going to take some some doing that she might, um, I won't say have failed on, but the MBTA is just a disaster that seems to not be l- allowing anyone to recover. So she's she's made she, she's come out and said, I'm not I'm upset. I don't like what's happening. Uh, but I don't know that we've seen uh, definitive steps yet, um, partly because she keeps getting new challenges thrown at her. So a couple of pieces of context there. First, on the MBTA earlier in this show, we covered the fact that yesterday three of the four train lines downtown uh, were all shut down during rush mm-hmm. hour, one by plan, two not by plan, for example, although she did commit to hiring a new general manager and a new chief of safety, did both of those things. Um, uh, you know, on uh, on the housing piece, you talked about zoning. The MBTA Communities Act mm-hmm. was p- passed before Governor Haley came into office. But I did either the last time we spoke to, spoke to her, Gary Daffin, or the time before, actually pressed her on the extent to which it didn't feel like she was using the governor's seat as the bully pulpit she might for cities and towns that were not complying or sort of standing up with the MBTA Communities Act the way they might, you know, just one example is the the, the town of Milton, which had a, you know, passed um, what it needed to to be in compliance and now has a referendum vote in February where residents might actually choose 
to go against that and go against the requirements of the MBTA Community Act for them. They're one of the early cities that has the rapid transit requirement. So the yin and the yang there. We're speaking with Gary Daffin, who's the executive director of the Multicultural AIDS Coalition, and Ed Lyons, who's a Massachusetts Republican activist and political writer, as we look ahead to the State of the Commonwealth address tonight. So, um, you know, at one level, Ed Lyons, it already feels like we know what a governor's going to say. We know what the big issues are. Um, any surprises you think we might get from the governor tonight or anything you think might be off the beaten sort of uh, transportation, housing, economy, child care path at Lyons? I'm not expecting surprises. I mean, she is standing in front of our legislature. Uh, they're not a very innovative bunch. I don't think they want to be surprised from um, <laughs> the front of the room by her. I don't expect surprises. What I'm hoping for her is that she tries to reframe issues, like on migrants, to say, we know we need workers. We Demographically, we need more young people, more children. And we have to find a way to knit together our housing problem, the migrant problem, the budget in a way to have a more prosperous future. So I'm hoping the innovation comes with how she talks about the problems instead of you know putting out some new cause that we hadn't heard of. Um, and one of the things that I'll point out there, and I, I want to come back to this, in the emergency shelter system, the strain on the emergency shelter system, we have two things going on, affordable housing being a challenge, and so a strain from those in Massachusetts uh, who can't afford housing, and new people coming in, uh, uh, migrants coming in, uh, and also legally requiring housing. And the governor has said to me on air, I don't think anybody anticipated the level of flow of new people coming into the state and legally qualifying for housing. Uh, Gary Deffen, how about you? Uh, off the beaten path, the surprise, the unusual thing, the, uh, you know, the, the quirk, uh, or the theme that maybe came up during the governor's race that we haven't heard much about given the strain of the everyday economic and infrastructure challenges facing the Commonwealth? Well, I think that what would be interesting and new would for her to actually challenge the legislature a little bit um, because we talk about zoning, for example, they represent those cities and towns that, that have done that have done as little as they can. Some of them have done as little as they can to sort of meet the, meet the requirements um, and some that are really hesitant. So it would be good. It would be interesting, let's use that word, for her to, to say, look, we've got to do this, and I'm going to challenge you to, to go out and make the case in your, city, in your, in your towns, in your cities. Um, because I think that there is a dynamic where she's going to have to push the legislature a little bit. Um, she's going to have to rally the people around the state. I think most people around the state, a majority, a vast majority, want some movement in housing. Um, but it's going, to take, it's going to take some bold move. It's going to take um, something that we haven't seen. Now that we have, and we were talking about this earlier, that you know, there's a Democratic governor and a Democratic legislature, so people are expecting that something will get done. Like you can, bl you can, when Charlie Baker was the governor, you could blame on the fact that there's divided government and that people didn't want to give either side credit. But now people are saying, whether they're Democrats, Republicans, or unenrolled and independent folks, let's. Why can we not get something done? And that could be that could be an issue that harms her in the long term. Um, but I think that would be uh, something to to, to look forward. So, Ed Lyons, I, I want to stay with that for a minute. I, I have asked the governor a number of times, you know, her theme is competitiveness often for the state. And I have asked her if she feels like the legislature has been an impediment to that competitiveness. WBUR's own Walter Wuthman has reported that the, this last round of the legislature closing out the budget took longer than it has since 1995, at least. And Boston Globe at the end of last year referred to this legislature as one of the least productive in decades. 
it, does she have to turn up the heat now? Is the legislature uh, holding back competitiveness for the state? Yes, it is. And if she doesn't turn up the heat now, then when? She's pretty popular. Polls have it around 60%. She's very well liked. She's been on the Hill a long time. She understands how things are done. If she won't stand up against their um, lethargic approach to policy solutions now, well, when does she do it? I don't want to blame her for problems. But as Gary was saying, that people expect a unified government, well, what would appear to be unified, it really isn't, <laughs> would result in some more bold policy solutions. And if she doesn't stand up for it in the speech tonight, what would she be waiting for? So the last thing that's on my mind, Gary Daffin, uh, Governor Maura Healey also very publicly putting her toe into into national politics, participating in helping get women governors elected, uh, helping with the write-in for uh, President Joe Biden on the New Hampshire ballot, um, working on national campaigns. Do we expect it's the state of the Commonwealth address? Does the national environment make an appearance? I think it does uh, because... The issues that we're facing are issues that people all across the country are facing, particularly the migrant issue. And I wouldn't be surprised that she blames the, the federal government a little bit, which is deserved. Um, but that's going to I think that will definitely show up as far as her participating outside of the, of the state. I think that she's going to focus much more on what's happening here um, because that's what she doesn't want to be framed as someone who has national ambitions yet. Whether she does or not is irrelevant. Um, she needs to focus on what's happening in Massachusetts, and, 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 and I think she needs to make, take, make the case for what she's done. There are some issues like the environment, climate change. She's actually doing things in small ways to integrate them into uh, other policy issues, whether it's MBTA or housing. Like there are some, there, she, she is making some strides there. Uh, on equity, I was very impressed with her clemency guidelines, um, where she's actually in that language uh, talking about uh, the criminal justice system and ways that people have been treated um, in, uh, unequally over, over time and how we need to fix those things structurally. So I think she needs to highlight th those uh, uh, positive things that she's done um, that we may, may not have heard a lot about yet. And Ed Lyons, two sentences, uh, national message, will it be there? Uh, yes, on migrants, on housing. I also think she'll probably use the problems in our national politics to show contrast to Massachusetts to make people feel more proud about what we've done and to tell, tell us we have an obligation to keep being better than the rest of America. Mm -hmm. All right, Ed Lyons, Gary Daffin, thanks to both of you for helping us look to the state of the Commonwealth tonight. Thank you.